Good morning, everybody. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Happy Tuesday. Second episode of season six of The Mistress of Pop Culture, and it is Andrew DeVitri here, your one and only pop culture aficionado. Well, there's many pop culture aficionados, but I'm the one and only Andrew DeVitri, i.e. the one and only me, because, you know, I'm just so singular and individual. Now, I do have to tell you, I was really, really um, excited to put out a 40-minute episode yesterday for my first episode back after the holiday, and I don't usually listen to myself, but I did listen to that episode, and I was, like, literally laughing out loud, chuckling at myself, because I've done it over... Not to boast, but I've done over 500 episodes, and it's a lot to listen to, and I personally have other podcasts that I do enjoy listening to, or music, or I like to watch The View, and I just, I absorb a lot of content on a day-to-day basis, even on the weekends. So I don't often listen to myself, because I don't have to listen to myself, because I experienced it. So by recording the episode, mathematically, I'm basically listening to myself, even though oftentimes I, I, I say things off the cuff, so I don't really remember what I said. But looking back and listening, re-listening to what I said, I was literally chuckling. So I was thinking to myself, maybe maybe I'm going to listen to myself more often. I'm getting on a plane today to go back to LA. And I was like, maybe I'll listen to myself. But then obviously when you're on a plane, they have a library, a plethora of movies to watch. And it's like, okay, for example, when I flew to Florida for Christmas, Mean Girl, I took a Delta flight. Which, by the way, shout out to Delta. It's fabulous. They had Mean Girls on the plane. And I've seen Mean Girls a million and one times. It's iconic. And I was like, oh my god, it's right there. I have to watch it. I have to watch it. And like... It's like when Twilight's on TV. Even though Twilight's on Netflix, I can watch it at my, whatever you call it, dispense. Um, That's like not the right word, but I'm not an English person here. I have to watch it because it's just like, and it's the same with Harry Potter. I don't know if you guys operate like like that, but I do. But I don't know, that's just me. But anyways, that's neither here nor nor there. I have four great stories for you guys today. Um, I have a Jeff Bezos story, which, you know, I love to talk about him because he's just like... He's goals, but he's also, like, really weird. Um, and after having watched uh, Don't Look Up on Netflix and the character that is, like, a tech e kind of guy, it makes you think twice about Jeff Bezos, <laughs> even three times. Also, I am so tired. I We took down a Christmas tree today. We had guests over. And I'm just, like, really tired because, uh, interestingly enough, when I'm on vacation, I'm more active than I am on my day-to-day life because I have a routine when I'm home. Aside from taking my dog out for walks and, you know, going to run some errands, I'm pretty much home for you know, the latter part of the day. But here, you know, I'm swimming all day, I'm in the sun. So it's just, like, more energy. I know, I know, you're probably just, like, for real problems. You're, like, on vacay, and you're complaining about being tired. But, like, bitch, I am tired. Um, I'm also really sad. Well, I'm really happy to be going back home because I miss my dog. But also, I there's this really great coffee place here near where I live. and I, uh, Not where I live, but where my parents' place is. Um, and it's so good. It's called Parlor, and they're a vegan cafe, but they make stellar coffee. So shout out to them. I think there's a few of them here, but they're great. And why I also like them is because not only are they vegan, you cannot enter their store without wearing a mask, which is great because, you know, it's Florida. It's different. Their mask mandates aren't really mandates, and, you know, people people see things differently here, but these people take it very seriously, and that, to me, is a check mark. Um, so shout out to them. But aside from that, um, not much to do since we last chatted. This episode is not going to be as long because, again, I'm very, very tired and I really want to go to bed. Um, And with that being said, let's just get into our stories because there's a lot to talk about. So our first story of the day. Oh, 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 okay. Before I get into it, this just reminded me of it because I was switching to the the thing and it pulled up TikTok and it reminded me of this. So I saw TikTok yesterday. There's been so much on TikTok um, pertaining to Hocus Pocus 2 and the filming of it in Rhode Island and, you know, people just whipping out their phones and filming SJP, Pat Miller, Kathy, Kathy and Jimmy flying around and, you know, dancing and whatever. I'm muck, muck, muck. I'm so excited for it. It comes out in 2023. No, 2022. See how tired I am? I can't even speak. 2022. 
So, on Disney Plus, too, which is even better. I saw a TikTok yesterday, and it was, it wasn't of any of the principals, it was of the um, background players dancing to a mashup of I Put a Spell on You, which is the iconic song that Bette Midler, whatever Ed Sanderson sings in the first movie, a mashup with that and that Blondie song One Way or Another that was in Mean Girls, remember when, like, they're sabotaging Regina? And it's a mashup of it, but it's Bette Midler's voice, so I'm thinking that in the sequel, Bette Midler and the girls are going to be singing again, which uh, we have to, you know, it's not Hocus Pocus without I Put a Spell on You. So I'm really looking forward to that. And I just saw, I, the TikTok is by a user named Hocus Pocus 85A. So if you're on TikTok, definitely check out that video. I was, like, screaming. But it's, like, sucky, it's sucky because it's the same, like, with And Just Like That, the the um, Sex and the City show on HBO Max, when they were filming earlier, when they first started filming, because they filmed on the streets of New York. Everybody has a phone these days, and everybody has TikTok. So everybody's posting content, and you're, like, you're, you're, you can sort of piece together plot points. Although I don't think anybody saw Mr. Big you know, passing on the Peloton like we all saw. That was, like, completely out of left field, but, you know. They gotta keep it fresh. They gotta keep it secret. They gotta keep it under wraps. But anyways, I saw this TikTok, and I was literally, like, cackling because I'm so excited for this movie. And we, the the fans of Hocus Pocus, have been waiting for a sequel for quite some time. But only with the original girls. Because it wouldn't be the same without SJP, Bette Miller, and Kathleen and Jimmy. And, of course, Vanessa Shaw and Zachary Banks. Zachary. Zachary. <laughs> Don't even get me started on Thackeray. But anyways, let's get into our um, stories because there's a lot to chat about. So the first story of the day is from page six. Um, I saw this on Kim Kardashian's Instagram story and I was like, oh, of course. Like, what what would a Christmas be without an iconic gift-giving moment from the queen herself, Miss Kris Jenner? Kris Jenner drops over 130k on custom electric moke cars for her kids. I've never even heard of what a moke car was until today, but that's why... I love the Kardashians. They're, you know, they, they introduce us normal people to things that, you know, the elite have. Kris Jenner went all out for Christmas this year, treating all six of her children to custom moke electric cars. Quote, oh my God, look at her Christmas presents from my mom, Kim Kardashian 41 revealed. In a series of videos shared to her Instagram story on Monday, the Skims founder panned over all six of the colorful vehicles, which were parked across a wide driveway. Khloe Kardashian and I got the pink ones, she exclaimed, as seen in Kim's videos. Chris purchased the cars in a variety of shades, yellow, baby pink, bright pink, white, orange, and baby blue. Kim suggested that the white one, which featured a skull printed on the hood, had to be for her sister, Kourtney Kardashian, 42, and her edgy 46-year-old fiancé, Travis Barker. You know how Candace Luann says fiancé. Fiancé. Prices for the environmentally efficient cars started at approximately $21,000 and top off at around $33,000, according to the Moak website. Oh, that's very reasonable. That's like buying... It's like not buying... Because, you know, we all know the Kardashians love their Rolls Royces, their G-Wagons, you know, their Lamborghinis, Ferraris, whatever. So this is actually pretty reasonable for them. I like really want one. I can see myself driving around LA in like a nice little woke Moak. How fabulous. Of course, this isn't the first time Chris and Moak have come together for Christmas. The Momager 66 received a fully customized Moak vehicle for the holiday in 2017, as featured on their website. According to a blog post, Moak CEO Todd Rome personally delivered the electric car to Chris as an early Christmas present. Um, okay, so I just have to say, this is like an iconic gift. And, you know, gotta love Chris Jenner for being environmentally friendly. Environmentally friendly, because, I mean, I, I will admit. So, my dad drives a Tesla, so he's environmentally friendly. But I myself drive an Audi. And, well, I use gas. And I know that's like really, really bad, but like, I kind of like driving it. And I don't want to get an electric car, because then you're, my building doesn't have a, a charging station. And I don't want to have to go somewhere 
to like find one and take time out of my day and there's gas stations everywhere but that's like destroying the ozone and the world and it's just like what do you what what's a girl to do i don't even know um so i guess on my lease is up i gotta look for an electric car and you know be in, be more environmentally friendly and you know <laughs> anyways but yeah okay back on track um speaking of kim k and her fabulousness our next story is from e-news and has to do with mr yeezy himself Kim's ex, I guess? I don't even know technically if we can call him that yet because we don't know the official standing of their divorce or if Kanye's accepted the paperwork, but might not be happening anytime soon because why Kanye West really bought the house across the street from ex Kim Kardashian. Oh, Kanye, making a play to win his queen back. Love to see it. Ye is staying close to the kids. The rapper formerly known as Kanye West recently purchased a residence located across the street from a strange wife, Kim Kardashian's home, where she lives with her four kids, North, Saint, Chicago, and Psalm. A source tells E! News that the Donda performer, quote, plans to tear the current residence down and rebuild. Quote, it made perfect sense for him to have a place near the kids the source shares. He scooped it right up when it hit the market in early December, and the escrow closed right before Christmas. According to the insider, the Calabasas property sits on one acre lot that is, quote, perfect to be developed into whatever he dreams up. The source adds, quote, it will take time to get permits and plans, and he won't be able to live there for a while, but he's excited about it, and so are the kids. E! News reached out to Ye's reps for comment, but didn't hear back. According to Dirt, which is a website I've never heard of, but I guess, you know, they're spilling the tea. Ye has been living in a Malibu beach home he purchased in September 2021. A source recently told E! News that the rapper has been, quote, casually spending time with the model Vinitria at his new home. Quote, Kanye liked Vinitria's company and has continued to bring her around his friend group. She has stayed in his house several times last month and has been invited to social functions with him. How lovely. Although I just read an article that they broke up. But I don't know, like, you know, if E's reliable or page six is reliable, I don't remember where I saw the headline. I actually didn't read the article. I meant my statement to saying I saw a headline. It was definitely clickbait, but I didn't click it because I had things I had to do. It seems uh, that the father of four is intent on staying close to his four kids as he listed his monster lake ranch in Cody, Wyoming for $11 million in October. That being said... Ye maintains ownership of the Bighorn Mountain Ranch near Grable, Wyoming. Per the property listing, the ranch has, quote, excellent cabins and lodges, rolling grass-covered hills and meadows that are cut by deep tree-covered canyons and game-filled bluffs. And it doesn't do a helicopter bad. Well, here's what I think. I think Kanye obviously bought the house to be near Cam, and obviously his children, his four children, makes total sense. But, you know, obviously we've been reading and hearing that he wants his wife to come back. He even said during his concert, come back to me, Kimberly, whatever that song was. So that could be something to do with it too. But I wonder if Kim's like, go away. I wonder if, like, he can just... I mean, it's obviously legalities and whatnot, but I wonder if he can just, like, go into the property and go inside or if he has to, like, contact Kim. Like, if, it, if he would be, like, quote, like, technically trespassing if he just went inside. Because what if Kim was ever with, with her alleged boyfriend, Pete? Who knows? So many questions. So many uh, things to think about here. But I think, you know, Kanye wants to be close to his kids. That is great. And I'm sure, you know, whatever he builds on this one-acre piece of property is going to be gorgeous. Because he's a, you know, he has great vision and a great aesthetic. Well, it's a very specific aesthetic. But I happen to like it, so... Yeah. This brings us to our third story of the day. You know, speaking of aesthetic and um, freaks of nature, um, and, like, weirdos. Um, well, not weirdos in a bad way. Weirdos in a great way. But, um, you know, after watching Don't Look Up, I'm, like, definitely, like, freaked out by this particular person. Um, I'm happy to report that shirtless Jeff Bezos canoodles with Lauren Sanchez on yacht in St. Bart's. 
So you know Jeff Bezos is the richest man in the world, second richest man in the world, Elon Musk, and obviously the head of Amazon, and he's, um, you know, dating this girl named Lauren Sanchez. When I think of her, I think about the messy text that came out and all the stuff that went down with her brother and, like, the leaked text of their, like, clandestine talk, which is really weird because I guess Jeff Bezos' like kink was like, I can't wait to lie in bed with you and read the newspaper. Um, okay. But, anyways, that's, like, what I think about when I think about it. I'm like, what a... What a what a time to be alive during that time. I don't remember what year it was. Maybe 2019, maybe 2018, but it was very odd. But I guess they're, you know, they're, they're, they're uh, standing strong. So good for them. But anyways, um, page six reports. Looks like they have been having prime time together. Jeff Bezos and girlfriend Lauren Sanchez were spotted showing plenty of PDA while relaxing on a yacht in St. Bart's during their Christmas getaway on the weekend. Um... And then there's all these photos of them, like, kissing on the yacht after they went for a swim. And Sanchez 52 was seen getting flirty with the 57-year-old Amazon founder as they cozied up together on a raft. Okay, so she's, like, first of all, she knows she's being photographed. Because she's just, like, the way she's, like, showering her figure. And the way he's, like, looking at her. Um, She's wearing, and then she's, like, showering him. Okay, first and foremost, the first thing I noticed about this photo is Jeff Bezos is, like, built. He is, like ripped shredded which makes sense because i mean he probably wants to be really fit and like you know he used to be really nerdy and now he's like the most successful person in the world after elon and he's like just jack so good for him and lauren looks fabulous her little bikini her dress her little hat um i would say she hit the lottery in terms of winning and partners but the thing that really annoys me is that she's so thirsty and I, she, there are literally photos of her looking at paparazzi, so, one could argue, did she call them, or, you know, I don't know, it, 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 it's just sad, because Mackenzie Bezos, Jeff's, um, ex-wife, she's so low-key, like, you never see paparazzi photos of her, and, okay, I'm not saying that that's a bad thing, and it's not like Jeff is calling them, I'm sure he isn't, and he, uh, is obviously more, public than his wife but it's like she's just living her best life and you never see her and that's like goals that's the kind of like and she's the you know beyond wealthy she's billions and billions and billions of dollars and she's just living her best life and i mean she could be taking gorgeous bikini photos on the yacht somewhere and like the maldives and we would never know about it because the paparazzi is like well this woman is a normal citizen and she's just living her best life but anyways i just i can't and i i can see why jeff bezos obviously likes this woman she's very She's a very nice figure. Um, but when I think of this couple, I think of those texts, like the lion bed reading in his paper. And that's like his king talk, which is like really crazy. I don't know if any photos leaked, but I'm not going to go out of my way to look because that's something I definitely don't want to see. I mean, maybe if it was Bill Gates, I'd want to see that. <laughs> Imagine. But the, Bill Gates had like messiness too. Oh, these billionaires, just like us, um, except like way more serious in their bank accounts. But like, can you imagine how fabulous that would be? Again. Anyways, this brings us to our fourth and final story of the day, and it's a little bit of movie news, and I did briefly touch upon this in my um, Monday episode, um, because I watched a lot of content over the break, over the holiday, and The Matrix Resurrections came out on on um, HBO Max, and I'm a huge Matrix fan. Keanu was in it, Carrie Ann Moss was in it, and of course Jada Pinkett was in it as Niobe, um, and the rest of the cast was great, uh, and... Uh, spoiler alert, if you haven't seen it, uh, the young Indian girl, who I believe was in the second Matrix, was in this, but she was played, the older version of her was played by Priyanka Chopra, which I loved. 
but um, it was so visually stunning and it was just so great. I I love. Oh, and by the way, Jonathan Groff was in it, and he is a honk in this film. He he basically plays a new a uh, new uh, re- a reincarnation of Agent Smith, and his opening line is of the film, and I was literally screaming when I when I saw this. Billions of people living their lives, oblivious. You know what? Uh, Hugo Weaving, Hugo Weaving, who who played Smith in the original Matrix, also played Arwen's um, dad in the Lord of the Rings trilogy. He's iconic, and he was also in that Natalie Portman film, V for Vendetta. Like he's iconic, and also he was one of the first celebrities when I moved out to LA in 2013. I saw him driving a blue Porsche in LA, and I was like, "You're Hugo Weaving!" I almost screamed, but he, we were passing each other. But I, I like I, I knew him so specifically because he has those really really defined eyebrows, and I love Lord of the Rings too. So. But anyways, um, this article is from Deadline.com. Matrix, Re- Matrix Resurrections ranks behind Godzilla vs. Kong in streaming viewership. Pick is the most pirated of the week. I mean, I don't believe in pirating, but I mean, it means people probably really want to see it. Warner Brothers slash Village Road shows theatrical day and date release of the Matrix Resurrections didn't wow in its five-day opening at the domestic box office with a with $22.5 million, while in its HBO Max debut in homes fared okay, watched by 2.8 million smart TV U.S. households over the Wednesday to Sunday period. I was one of those people. Uh, this according to fresh stats from Sama TV, which measured, which measures, excuse me, streaming of viewership across 46 million TV devices with a panel of 3 million smart TV households. By comparison, the sequel's theatrical attendance box office analytics from Intelligence reported that 1.76 People bought tickets to see The Matrix Resurrections over the last five days to see Spider-Man No Way Home, 12.6 million emissions. And then they're saying all that. Um, yeah, so here's the thing. I mean, we're in the age of streaming, and this was a streaming movie. And I, I, I personally was very grateful that I got to watch it from the comfort of my own home. If Spider-Man was a, uh, released on Disney+, Plus, you know, the same day it was released in theaters, I, and I'm sure many other people too, would much rather watch it from the you know, covered of my own bed and a big screen TV. But I did see it in um, AMC Prime, so it was a huge screen. It was great. It was so great to be back in the theater. And, you know, I, I want to give movie theaters money, and, like, I, I want the movie business to continue to do well and make amazing movies, and they can't do that without dollars. But it was so great, and I, I hope they make another one because they left, they had a really great cliffhanger, and seeing Keanu and Carrie Ann Moss flying at the end of that movie... So iconic. And it brought me back to uh, when the original Matrix came out in the 90s. I mean, cult classic. It's a phenomenon and it's a great film. So I highly suggest it. And I highly suggest subscribing to HBO Max. Don't pirate the film. Don't do that. Um, because it's not good. It's not good. You know, you you don't want to... First of all, you don't want to do anything illegal. You don't want to get in trouble. But you don't want to get viruses and any of that. Speaking of viruses and computers, I definitely need a new computer because I've had my MacBook for like a couple of years now. And it's all dinged up and like broken. And I do a lot of work on it. Um... Obviously, editing and filming and whatnot. And I've had a computer for some time, but I just have to figure out what computer would be right for me. But obviously, that that uh, requires going to the Apple store. But I've also been thinking about investing in an Apple Watch. But I don't know. I don't wear any type of jewelry, so I don't know how I'd feel about a watch. But I definitely need the computer over the watch. So we'll see. I'll keep you updated as I usually do. As I usually do. All right, everybody. That is our Tuesday episode. That is... uh. That's all I got for you. I'm so tired. I'm going to get in bed. But thank you so much, as always, for tuning in to the Mistress of Pop Culture podcast, where you can stream it on Spotify, Apple Podcasts, CastBox Radio, iTunes, Podcast App on the iPhone, or basically any device that you use. Thank you so much, as always, for tuning in. I love what I do, and I have a lot of fun doing it. So hit me up on Instagram, follow me on TikTok, and um, do what you do. And I will see you at the jailhouse. Bye, boo.
I'm just kidding. That's, that's quoting any Elise from Watch What Happens Live. True OG fans know. All right, everybody. I will chat with you guys tomorrow. Have a good one and take care. Bye.